certainly we give honor to God and to his grace this morning. Let's, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. And that, that's just what we should be doing is blessing the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Father, we thank you for all that you have done. Lord God, and we thank you for that which you are about to do. Lord, we pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to lift you up, to give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus. Lord God, bless us to honor you and to praise you the way you want to be honored, the way that you want to be praised. Help us, Lord God, to exalt you, to exalt your name above every other name, above every situation, every circumstance that would exalt itself in your place. We pray against it. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for those that are gathering together. Lord God, thank you, Lord, for those that have a mind to seek you while you can be found. We know that, that, that when the night comes, no man can work. And this day is what you have given us, and we honor you, Lord God, for today. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless us to continue to lift you up, to walk in your will. Lord God, we just want to be in your will, your divine will, not your, uh, your permissive will, Lord God, but bless us to walk in your divine will, to know and understand what it is. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, as we continue to exalt you, thank you, Lord God, for, for LG this morning. Lord God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, and uh, Lord Jesus, and for ask that you would bless him, Lord God, and strengthen the deacons, Lord God, and Lord bless Don, Lord Jesus, and Lord remember bishops and others that are dealing with sickness, Lord God, physical health challenges right now. We pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. We'll be careful to give your name the praise, to give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, we want to thank you for joining us on Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. and uh, you, you may have heard uh, LG on the drums uh, warming up and, you know, and thank God for he, he's learning and, you know, using his his desire and zeal to give God glory and honor on the high sounding symbol. You know, he's playing the skins, man. And, and so we thank God for him. And um, so worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on 99.5 FM or on through the internet, kkla.com. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And so we, we thank you for again for, for joining. Listen, if you're looking for a church home, looking for growth ministry want to invite you to join in with us 
not just online, but make your presence known in the house of God where, where judgment begins. God said, judgment begins in my house. He also said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And so there are some things that you, that you can only get, only receive in his house. It's different from your house. It's different from my house. I don't get the same thing at home. No, no pastor, no bishop, no, no, nobody. Uh, you know, no, what, no matter what title they have, God has a consecrated place that is meant for his people to gather. Excuse me. And, and so uh, join in with us at Growth Ministry and, and, uh, and be blessed with us as well. At this time, we're going to have a lot on our plate this morning. Just maybe you have a lot on your plate, too. But there's nothing that supersedes the word of God. And so we're going to go into the word of God uh, this morning. I'm not going to uh, bore your patience, you know, but uh, before we go there, before we go into the word of God, you know, there may be uh, something on your heart. It may be uh, something that's on your mind right now. And, and so uh, we want to present that to the Lord. You want to present whatever it is that's, you know, your heart's desire. And when I talk about your heart's desire, I'm talking about your relationship with God. I'm not talking about uh, your relationship with another person. First and foremost should be our relationship with the Lord. And then we work on other things because usually it's because we've messed something up. I'm going to be a little uh, a little uh, candid about things this morning, but some we jack some stuff up. We mess some stuff up and then we ask God to fix it and we demand or maybe it's something that we should not even be involved in. But we're pressing our way to be involved in that thing that God does not want us involved in. And so we begin to try to pray about it. But I want you to understand he's not a Coke machine. He's not, you know, he's not a slot machine or anything like that. This is a relationship of your spirit and his spirit. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so with that being said, uh, put it on your heart, whatever that desire is. You put it on your heart right now. Think about it. Think about what you need God to do and the relationship that you have with him, the relationship that you're nurturing, the relationship that you're that you're going to start with him. I want you to think about that this morning. Bless you, Jesus. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. It's the best thing we can do. One of the best things we can do right now is think about where we are with him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just want you to take a moment. Take a moment to think about where you are. Take a moment to think about what has transpired? I'm not talking, tell don't go back four and five, 20 years, nothing like that. No, think about what has transpired recently that some things did not have to occur. And then there are those things that did occur that need some correction, that, that need some guidance. Everything doesn't need correction. Some things just need some guidance on how to navigate 
through the situation? How do I navigate through this? Daniel found himself in the lion's den. How do you navigate in the lion's den? It, it couldn't, it, it, there was, it, he was there. What do I do while I'm in the lion's den? What do I do? The angel of the Lord came and shut the lion's mouth, but there was still something that Daniel had to do while he was in the lion's den. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Listen, while you're praying, while you're thinking of that, we're gonna, we're going to be, and before we go into the word of God, Chris Tomlin sings a song, How Great Is Our God. In the words of the song, it talks about the splendor of, and how he's clothed in majesty. How great is our God? He's great and greatly to be praised. He can handle all of your situations. He can handle any and everything that you present to him. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we just want to acknowledge you, Lord God, and how great you are this morning. We just want to acknowledge you, Lord God, that you're able to solve all mysteries. You're able to solve all problems. There's nothing that is too great for you, Lord God, and, and we just want to acknowledge that. Lord God, we want to bless you, Lord. Lord Jesus said, to, just to give you the, the glory and honor that is due unto your name. Father, we thank you, Lord. We bless your Savior. Lord Jesus, we're going to continue to lift you up. Lord God, bless your word this morning. Lord God, and each one that is, that is listening. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we bless you, Lord. You know the needs of your people, Lord God. You know every heart to desire, Lord God, and we pray and ask and that those desires line up with your will. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, to give you the glory and to give you the honor due unto you. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. The 10th chapter, beginning at verse 38, It says, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman there, a certain woman named Martha, received him into her house. 
And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she should help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary have chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Psalms 86, 11 and 12 says, teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will give glory. I will glorify thy name forevermore. Want to take a topic this morning, and that is choose the best part. You need to choose the best part. I am choosing the best part. You know, we, we are selective. We used to tease my, my, my dad, I used to tease him about selective hearing. He heard what he wanted to hear. And I think we all do that from time to time. We have selective hearing. We choose to hear what we want to hear, or even what we want to say. We choose what we want to eat. We choose what part um, of the chicken we like. Now, I like wings, the, the whole wing, and you know, and someone else likes the, the thigh. Uh, my grandson, LG, he likes the, the chicken leg. And so I know when I when we stop and we're going to get something that that I need to make sure that he gets the leg. And so we all have uh, selective parts uh, that we like, you know, to us, that is the best part. We need to choose the best part when it comes to God. Luke, a disciple of Jesus and witness of his saving grace. Uh, had been uh, talking to other believers. He had been talking and getting statements about the things they had heard. What have you heard about Jesus? You know, we used to sing a song. Uh, what do you know about Jesus? Well, we still sing the song. He's all right. He's all right. And so he was getting the statements. What, what have you and what do you know about Jesus? What have you seen about the Lord? I've seen that he is a miracle worker. I know some testimonies uh, that I could, some individuals I could go to right now and get their testimony of how God has healed, how God has delivered. I'm setting, I'm not setting, but holding testimonies right now of what God has done for me. Uh, and, and so he says that I, I went to those and talked to them those that believed, those that are among us that believe. Are you talking to people that believe? Now, 
Remember, there are those that believe in God, but they'd have no relationship with God. Believe does not mean that there is a relationship. And so he talked to those that were nurturing a relationship with the Lord. The people that he interviewed were eyewitnesses. They were servants of the word. Are you a eyewitness? You didn't have to be, you don't have to be in that damn time. What have you witnessed today? Are you a servant of the word? You don't have to be a, a licensed minister. You don't have to be recognized um, as holding any title position to be a servant of the word. We're all called to be servants of the word. Luke uh, told Theophilus, he said, I have a good understanding. I've talked to enough people. I've, I've, I've gotten enough information together and I have a good understanding. I'm clear on what took place during the ministry of Jesus Christ. So Luke was not there uh, with those disciples that followed him. Uh, Luke came on the scene, at, but he followed, he is a follower of Christ. He was good in details. He was a disciple. He was a brother. We don't read about any title that Luke possessed. He was a medical doctor by profession. He was a physician. Uh, those are uh, our vocational titles do not fit into what God has called us. If you are a pastor, you might have a doctor's degree in philosophy or theology. Uh, that's uh, a title, but it's not the title that God has called you. You've been called as a pastor or evangelist or teacher. And education is, is good. Uh, it helps expand. A man cannot rise. And you can't teach others above their knowledge unless you have increased yours. And so it's good uh, education. And it's good to have a uh, education for your vocation as well. But Luke was a brother like you and I. And he was a follower of Christ like you and I. So uh, he said, I have a good understanding. I've done my homework and I've taken down some details of what has what occurred. And I'm clear on the ministry of Jesus Christ. I have enough that I could uh, relay the information to someone else and help them out. And that's just what he was doing is, as he penciled or, or pinned uh, Luke as well as the book of Acts. I feel like Luke this morning. I've heard and I've learned enough about Jesus Christ to tell you about him and to speak to others that whether they've heard of him or not, to talk to them about who Jesus is, who he really is, who he really is, what he was doing. The Bible tells us that God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up 
into glory. He was the first messenger unto the Gentiles, Bible students. Yes, he was the first messenger unto the Gentiles. Yes, he was. And so uh, your, your mind should, should be starting to, to, to think a little. How was he the first messenger unto the Gentiles? I'm confident that I have a good understanding and certainly a better understanding than what I had years, months, or even a few days ago about the principles, about the kingdom, about the relationship with God and can prove with certainty, with confidence, assurance, that his word is necessary, that his word must be applied to our lives. We must make proper application of the word of God. Uh, we've misapplied his word in so many instances. We've grabbed hope to things that God did not attend, uh, but someone told us that it was the meaning of it and uh, only to learn and find out it was not true. We must apply the word of God according to his will. His word should have preeminence in our lives as we nurture this relationship with him. The word had dictates to us. Yes, it dictates to us. It does not, he's not a tyrant. He's not a dictator uh, to, to uh, sort of speak. Um, I know I use the word dictate, but I'm saying that the word of God comes and it, it reminds us that this is the will of God. This is how we should act. This is how we should conduct ourselves. And, and after a while, uh, it becomes part of our character and the character, you know, becomes part of our habit or the habit becomes character, whichever way you want to uh, put it. But it becomes part of our nature. Uh, when the Lord comes, he's coming for those that have taken on his nature his spirit let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus he's coming back for those uh, he's coming back for them that have uh, been transformed by the renewing of their mind prior to our opening scripture luke the 10th and 38 through 42 uh, jesus had appointed 70 disciples to visit cities where he was planning to go uh, he had a he had outlined what he was going to do. Jesus was on the move. The Bible tells us that in John, the sixth chapter, uh, beginning at the 38th verse, it says, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath Given me, I should lose nothing. I, I'm not losing anything. I came to do the will of him that sent me. Uh, when, I, when I got up this morning, uh, I got up with a mindset uh, that I'm going to do the will of God. When I laid down last night, I laid down with that same mindset that I'm laying down uh, to get up to do the will of God. As I went through yesterday, I went through the day. And, and I'm sure that you, uh, uh, whether you uh, consciously are expressing that as I have, 
that you have the same mindset. I'm doing the will of God. Jesus said, I, I came uh, to do the will of him which sent me. That of all which he hath given me, that I should lose nothing. Now, everything that I know that I am supposed to do, everything that have been spoken is going to happen. The Lord said, uh, I believe he told Jeremiah that my word is going to go out and it won't return unto me void. So Jesus, being the word of God, manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles and believed it was the word of God. And he was not to fall short of anything that was the will to be carried out. The Bible said, but should raise it up again in the last days. It's not going to lose anything, but there's going to be an uprising in the last days. And so this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. This is God's will. It don't matter what your background is. It don't matter uh, what you have done. His will is that if you see him, whether you are against him, whether you are not, whether you have just been wicked, so to speak, and whether you have just been bad in all that you've done, no matter what you've done, no matter how you have acted, no matter how you have carried out, when the word of God comes to visit you, as it has visited others like you, including some of us. And you believe on him and obtain everlasting life. The Bible gives this promise that I will raise him up at the last day. There's going to be some folks that are just shocked to see who made it in and who did not. There's going to be some people you won't be able to talk with them. You won't be able to, to um, touch them. There's nothing that you'll be able to do with them because they made it in and you did not. So make sure that your calling and election is sure so that a way is ushered in for you. You'll find that in Peter. Jesus is on the mission. We're on a mission. Others are on a mission and some have missed the mission altogether. Paul touched on this in 2 Timothy 4 and 10. He said for Demas, because he loved this world, have departed from me and gone to Thessalonica. So there are some that start out with us, but then they, they get the itch. They, they sexual desire flare up and, and they can't help it. Uh, instead of uh, instead of telling the body, placing the body in control, the, the body is controlling them and their emotions. Some are, are greed, filled with greed, and, and they can't help it. I've got to chase the, the money. And so wherever the money leads, that's where I'm going to go. There are others that, that I just can't, I just got to can't help it, as I heard one brother say. I can't help it. I, I've got to give myself over to that. 
Bless your Lord. So there are those that love what they're doing. And they love it so much that it supersedes their love for God. Like demons, some are about me, myself, and I. So their, their goal is not God, but it's their prosperity. And that includes those that say I am a leader of God. God has called me into a certain level of leadership. But, it, but they've left that love and they've gone after the greed. And they no longer are, they have a form of godliness and that's it. It's a form of godliness. And so you have to be careful not to fall for a form of godliness. And the power of God is denied. Now they may, they may uh, profess the power of God, but the power of God does not convict them. The power of God does not govern their lives. The power of God does not, uh, the anointing does not rest over the sanctuary or the audience or even the minister. Charisma is not the power of God. Charismatic does not destroy the yoke. The anointing destroy the yoke and the anointing comes from God. Being charismatic, uh, influential, uh, does not destroy an anointing. It places you in bondage. Let me go on. Then there are those that have no ambition. Demon uh, had ambition and he went after what he wanted. But then there are those that said in churches, Year after year, no ambition, no motivation, no no goal, no dream, no press within their spirit to do anything but pray about it. Prayer is good, but faith without works is dead. Some will live their lives never pursuing a higher goal um, in their lives, never pursuing anything that is better for them, better living, better situation, better circumstances, which is the will of God. I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. So God is about our prosperity as well. The Bible tells us that Martha and Mary, sisters of Lazarus, brother Lazarus, were in uh, the village where Martha lived. And Jesus and those following were present and uh, they, they stopped into Martha's house, a little, little house party going on there. You know, some of you may remember uh, about house parties. You know, a few friends might be chilling. You, you, you know, we used to be just, just hanging out in the yard, playing music, then the music got a little louder. And it didn't matter if your parents was home because, you know, something about the parents, they, they was cool too. They, they were just chilling. Stay in a room and let the kids have have their, you know, as teens have our way. And so it would turn into something. And so uh, you'd just be chilling. A few more friends come over. Your parents knew your friends. You know, I, I knew our neighbors. Our neighbors knew me and, and you know, knew my brothers. And so, so after a while, it, the crowd grew. It didn't grow enormously, but there are times that it did. 
you know, and then the word began to spread. And, you know, you had a few more neighbors come from around, friends from around the corner. And everybody was chilling, playing music and, and you know, and so it turned into a, a house party. While they were there, Mary uh, got comfortable. And as Jesus was talking, yeah, he was the, the uh, he began to DJ everything, you know. And so as he was as he was carrying on and um, and giving the message, he had the right tune. Mary chilled by him, got comfortable what Jesus had to say. While Martha was making sweet tea and cookies. This bothered Martha. And she when she saw Mary sitting and listening to Jesus and, you know, I believe that there was something within Mary. And I think it was in Martha, too. And this is my, this is my opinion of what may have transpired. Okay? As the word of God applies in Habakkuk 2 and 20, it says, but the Lord is in the holy temple. When the Lord is in his temple, let all the earth keep silent before him. I believe that there was something that triggered in Mary that, that she said, you know, I need to sit down and be quiet. I need to sit down and be still and hear what he has to say. Now, Martha may have heard and felt the same way. But did not act upon what she was hearing or what she was feeling. She felt that she needed to, to do something. The word but introduces us to the next statement. The Lord. The Lord is in his temple. The Lord is there. He's manifested. Maybe a statement that has uh, represents a statement that has already been mentioned or a new one that is about to be made. Ladies, gentlemen, uh, there is a but when you when you know that there is a but you need to watch it. This but this particular but B U T watch that but watch what that but B U T is wearing whether it's tight and and right watch that but because it will get tight and right or. It could be loosely dressed, B-U-T, or it could be naked. It could be a naked butt, meaning it's going to be raw, B-U-T. Pay attention to it. Don't ignore the butt, okay? Someone got that message, and I hope those that are listening that you receive it. I heard the psalmist express a strong desire. He said, teach me thy way. I, 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 I've learned the other ways. I've learned some other things. I've learned some stuff. But Lord, I need you to teach me your ways. I, I need you, Lord. I need you to teach me what is going on. I, I will walk in thy truth. I will praise thee. With all my heart, 
I will glorify thy name forevermore. The Bible says Martha was obstructed. She became distracted, troubled, as she did, uh, like so many of us at times, we become, uh, we, we allow our vision, we allow our view, we allow our listening to become obstructed. We, we become distracted by everything and, and or some things or maybe an individual around us. We become troubled. While the word was being presented, Martha was in the kitchen. You know, mama's in the kitchen, cooking rice, daddy's outside, become distracted doing things that did not need to necessarily needed to be done in that moment. It's easy to become sidetracked. It's easy to think that our, our natural works, my natural work, my natural work. I'm not talking about your job. I'm talking about maybe you're on an auxiliary in the church. Maybe, you you know, it's not a time to clean the church bathroom when service is going on. It's not a time to be in the kitchen, you know, slaving when the service is going on. That we all need to be in the house of God. You know, today I, I know we, we do have speakers in the, in, the, in, the, in the hallways in different places so that, that they, people can hear the word of God. But, but we should not be so distracted so that when the spirit of the Lord is moving, we can't get involved with that because we are distracted. What about our spiritual? Our spiritual. Spiritual. Is not should not be outweighed by the natural. There is a time to for everything, but when the word of God is going forth. People are taking notes in the audience. But when asked about the sermon a day later, they don't No, I don't remember what it was about. They know they know that I will ask what was Sunday service on a Friday or when we're visiting someplace else. Your your testimony and gratitude should be about what you have learned of the Lord. Not a generic statement. What is God doing for you? You've taken notes, but can't answer any questions. The minister gets up after the word of God has been exhorted. And their responsibility in that moment is to uh, conduct an altar call. And they mess it up because they don't remember or they didn't get the message. They didn't understand the message. What happened? Why was you obstructed? Why was you sidetracked? Even if it was a bad message. Now, if it's the word of God, it is not bad, but it may have been delivered the wrong way. Maybe it was someone that just wasn't clear in their in their deliverance of the word. But you should have received enough by just the, the scripture itself being given to be able to give that altar call based upon the scripture that was used to exhort the word. If you're not able to, what was wrong? Why was you distracted? What occupied your mind that you couldn't do that? 
This is where Martha was. She was occupied. Martha got upset. Mary's not in the kitchen with me. Mary, uh, uh, you, you, you know how sisters can be. Sisters can go at it. And they can go at it and get attitudes with, with each other real fast. Now, I don't need to ask for a witness. I, I got two daughters. Mary is not in the kitchen. She got caught up in the catering of the flesh. Like so many that get caught up. God's not looking for flesh on parade. Then we want to drag the Lord into and everyone else into the catering of our flesh. And that's what some are doing today. They're dragging the Lord or attempting to drag him into the catering of their flesh on parade. And God's not buying that. Neither am I. Revelation 2, 2 to 4 says uh, to the church of Ephesus. Ephesus, you have works. Church of Ephesus. You, you have some works. You got patience. You know the apostolic doctrine. Apostolic means apostles teaching. Uh, you have stood theologically correct. But you do not have an intimacy. You do not have a intimate relationship with me. That was the problem with the church of Ephesus. This was the same issue that Martha was having. Mary was having an intimate moment with the Lord by sitting there and hearing him teach her his ways. Whereas Martha had stopped and was catering to everything that appeared to be correctly done. Got to make sure that this coaster is in place. Got to make sure this cup is over here. Make sure there's a napkin right there. Make sure everyone is comfortable right now. Where is the love? You said you you give to me. Where's that love? Where's the love? Where's the love? You, you've been set free. Where's the love? You said that you were uh, that that you were that I, I'm I'm yours. I'm all yours to the end of time. Was that just a lie? Where is the love? You had a sudden change of heart. Where is the love? Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. Listen, Martha, Martha, she got sidetracked. Don't become sidetracked with the things. That's why Jesus said, come as you are. I'm not being judgmental as you, as you are clean, you know, uh, it, it, knock the knock the stink off you. There we go. Get just get yourself together and come. Now, if you are unable to do that, you just so happen to be passing by, and you see Jesus, you hear Jesus, at like blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus did not run home, take a shower. He didn't say, oh, I got to go and get, you know, I've been at work all day. He, first of all, he was blind. He had not, as far as we know, he was not laboring. But when he heard, he heard Jesus. 
he began to cry out to him. He began to call for him. He didn't care about anyone else around him. There come a time when you have to get up close and personal with the Lord and timing is everything. You cannot, if, if blind Bartimaeus would have allowed Jesus to pass by, he would not have received his sight. If blind Bartimaeus would have kept his mouth shut when everybody else was saying, be quiet, man, he's not trying to hear that, he would not have received his sight. You got to know what is the best part. And the best part for blind by a was to get louder than everyone around him so that he had Jesus' attention. Mary got up close and personal. She saw an opportunity and Mary had the same, excuse me, Martha had the same opportunity. Timing is everything. She chose the best part. Are you choosing the best part today? I want to encourage you to choose the best part. Are you close and personal? Are you entering into that best part? If you haven't, make up your mind today. Make up your mind in this moment to choose the best part. Love him and love him hard. I like that expression, you know, love hard. It means you all in and you ain't about no shenanigans. You all in. Are you all in this morning? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this opportunity to present your word, to encourage those your people, Lord God, and those that will be hearing later to choose the best part, to get up close and personal. You came, you manifested yourself so that we could become close and personal with you. Lord God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us this moment so that we can learn your word. So that we can walk in your truth, to fear your name, to give you praise with all of our heart and to glorify you forevermore by the life that we live. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Savior. Lord God, continue to help us, Lord Jesus, as we are witnesses for you. Lord God, continue, Lord God, to word our mouth. Lord Jesus, as we are planting seeds, as we are watering. Lord Jesus, as we are reaching out unto souls for their salvation. As we teach your word through the, through the audible or the radio on YouTube. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord God, and enlarge our borders, Lord God, to, to give the truth. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, Savior. Lord God, I ask that you would bless each one that is helping to support the ministry, Lord, through the purchase of, of the books that have been written. 
Lord God, thank you for blessing us and giving us a desire, Lord God, to express your word in writing. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would bless them to open their understanding as they read. Lord God, knowing that they're not alone through, through uh, life trials and tribulations, as well as preparation for your coming. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen again, if you're looking for a church home, growth or ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us and be blessed with us. You know, the Lord has blessed and, and we're releasing a book called Day 7, uh, which is the sixth day. When the sixth day come to an end, the seventh begin. And so this will be on Amazon. Now, if you have read the book of Revelation, uh, you're going to want to read this because it is very clear there. Make no mistake about it. If you give this book to a uh, to a child, they will understand revelation. They will understand what is going to happen. There's a parallel that is going to occur that is expressed throughout the scriptures that this book breaks it down into the simplest form of understanding. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you in the name of Jesus. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost Rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Be blessed. Tell someone else about the broadcast to, to join in. Visit connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org. God be with you until we meet again.